Tracy Mack on Newcastle in the Morning. In an ever-changing world of technology where consumers have turned to online shopping, four local businesswomen have stood firm and kept their doors open to their valued customers. It is a story, all four of them, of success, resilience and hardships that they've faced and overcome. The four are speaking at the Newcastle Business Club luncheon today. It is the brainchild of former Newcastle Herald and uh, corporate photographer, Eddie Cross. And it will be Jean Bass, Lindsay Otto, Michelle Ramsey from Ramjet and uh, Angela Fong from uh, High Tea with Mrs Wu. But joining me on the line now to, uh, to tell us a little bit about what she's going to be talking about today, it is the wonderful, the incredible Jean Bass. Good morning and welcome, Jean. Oh, hello, Trace. Look, your journey has been a long one. It's been up, it's been down. You've had uh, many highs and you've had some spectacular lows. Um, obviously, the big one um, was uh, obviously we lost your beautiful husband, uh, Kevin Coffey, not so long ago. Um, life has been all about resilience, hasn't it, throughout your career? Oh, look, it has. It, it totally has. I mean, what a sexy man he was. I mean, he was, he was you know, 44 years nearly uh, of working together, travelling the world together. So all my memories of business are tied up with that one man. So, mm. um, you know, but it, it's, it's uh, the, in, the, in the industry of the creative arts, the older you are, the more valuable you are. Mm. The point is you try and stick around for as long as you can. And uh, those highs and lows have made me pay attention to a lot of things, Trace. Mm. It's, uh, yeah, so I hope I answered what you just said. Yes. <laughs> Has, uh, has the loss of Kevin made you uh, look at where you are and look w- at what you're doing in your career? Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's a gift that comes with grief, um, Trace, and I'm, I'm very much a... Uh, I, I always seek out the rabbis when I want to understand what happens to the soul and what happens to all of us as we journey through life. Um, and what happens to me is that you just become very keen and very alert at the opportunities that are ahead of you. I mean, the reality is, Trace, none of us are getting out of this world alive. No. You know, that's just the way it works. Mm. I can't bring him back here. And so for us to be together, I either have to join him, and I don't want to do that. I actually want to make the very best on behalf of both of us. Um, so, uh, yes, it, it makes you very keen to uh, do the very best. I mean, the fact that, uh, you know, um, I might see him again. Mm. I've got lots to tell him because I'm planning to live a lot more decades. Absolutely. Mm. Now, uh, obviously, you, you started your career many, many years ago. You know, you started uh, you started with your own fashion label. You then moved into uh, into working for. You know, we know that I've spoken to you before about Carla Zampatti. You know, you, you've spent some time working uh, working there. You've uh, you've sold to David Jones. You know, you've done so much over your many, many years. But uh, you turned to corporate about 28 years ago out of a necessity to be able to stay here in Newcastle. That would have been a big change for you, Jean. Yeah, they call it pivot, don't they? They do call um, it pivot these days, apparently. Yeah, well, you know, the, the reality is it was a lot longer than that. It was, um, it was one of those things where I had planned. We, I was doing a teaching career to start with. So I went to Sydney Teachers College as well as East Sydney Design School. So it was a four-year really heavy-duty degree uh, course, uh, both simultaneously, and I had to do some further studies. Um, so that took me two more years while I was teaching, and I was teaching at Petersham. And then you did that wonderful thing called country service, which landed me in Newcastle. And I had intended to go back 
to Sydney because um, I'd taken uh, at least a year's leave when I wanted to go into industry. And that wonderful thing where life happens to you, I thought, well, I'll just grab a little uh, shop and get started. Mm. And we married and accidentally started a family a decade early. <laughs> <laughs> I know I know what causes it now. But yeah, anyway, good. I'm pleased um, you know what causes so, it now. Yeah, we had this beautiful child, you know, and we're as poor as church mice. You know, we'd hold, our ha- hold hands as we'd fall asleep at night. Um, in my brother's sort of like a garage underneath his house, and and we'd think, you know, we can, we, we're together. We were two little buddies. We're almost like twins, although, of course, he was very tall and I was very small. Mm. Um, but we had the souls of twins, you know. And we just adored each other's company. And as we started to build this little, tiny, bespoke shop, um, I decided to run masterclasses back then in the 80s. And one wow. of my students said, the perm is offering... A, um, you know, they want a new uniform and would you like to tender? So we did, amongst a whole heap of other people, and we got the tendership. Now, I can tell you, I knew nothing about mass manufacture. So it was one of those 90 degrees straight up grass curves mm. where we just knocked on doors in Sydney. And uh, fortunately for us, I had the 30 day account face and Kevin had the rock star look. And uh, <laughs> so we kind of, we were, an, we were a good team. People trusted me. I don't know what they thought of him, but they were at the ground he walked on. So as a team, we, we uh, were very lucky. People wanted to help us. They wanted to get us moving. <clears throat> I knew what good cut was, obviously. I knew how to make a fabulous garment. But the idea of making hundreds of them in a, you know, um, and keeping the, the quality mm. exactly the same. And they were the good old days when people were interested in manufacturing in Australia. So that's what I did. So that actually was the, the capital that, that got our uh, design started because it was one of those days where um, our little shop, someone w- walked in from a, an agent called Michelle Kirk, who used to represent Simona and Jag mm. and... Lots of different labels in Sydney and said, who the hell are you? And come and see my boss. So we did. And um, she just she just uh, put us in David Jones and probably 100 boutiques, um, Hamilton Island, everywhere, Melbourne, Canberra. Um, and we did that for a few years, just maybe three or four years. Um, but look, here's the long and short of it. I still hadn't worked out what caused babies. And so I was sort of having baby number three. <laughs> <laughs> I was having baby number three and, uh, you know, <clears throat> and and we just decided that at that stage it was <clears throat> very difficult to run mm. the corporate. I was getting more corporate work. And Kevin just put a suggestion to me. He basically said, how about we do corporate only for a few years and we re-enter high-end fashion. It'll always be waiting for us, yeah. Jean. God knows you're good. Yeah. Um, and we were going to re-enter it in, uh, when the kids got into high school. That was the plan. And, uh, of course, once our last child went through high school, the global financial thing mm-hmm. hit with a vengeance. So we were planning to go overseas. That was the plan. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had to sort of, you know, clip our wings and say, well, what can we do? So we, we ended up in Derby Street. And that Derby Street premise, you know, it is, uh, it's synonymous with high-end fashion. It's synonymous with you. And uh, as you say, you know, it, it's all about, uh, and I hate that word pivot, I really don't like it, but it's all, it's all, about, uh, it's all about adapting to the change and adapting to what's in front of us at, at that point in time. 
Yeah, it is. Look, you you don't know what's go- what each morning's going to bring, and that's that awakening where you have to be resilient in the sense of what did we know about Ukraine and Russia? You know, did we foresee any of that? Uh, what did we know about the COVID? You know, did mm-hmm. we foresee any of that? I remember sitting there when the Berlin Wall came down thinking, I grew up on those stories of tunnelling and people being incarcerated and shot and all kinds of things, and then to see it just one day be pulled down in my lifetime Mm. and the Suez Canal and on and on and on the list goes, you know. And uh, so I I am so... uh, Look, you know, there are so many things that are going to affect a business person. It's like knowing what it's like to be a farmer. You can plant as many crops as you like, but if you've got a drought for a decade, you know, no matter how clever you think you are, you don't own the forces of nature. Um, so you're at the mercy of it. And uh, so I don't like the word pivot either. It's a pattern-making term. We use it to pivot out darts and make flare and extend, you know, shapes. Yeah. <laughs> Three-dimensional. Um, but in a kind of a way, I guess it sums up that you're, you're moving from a, a flatter line to an expanded line or something visual like mm-hmm. that. It's, um, yeah. You're with Tracy Mack on Newcastle Live. We're speaking with the incredible uh, Jean Bass, who is uh, talking at the Newcastle Business Club today, along with three other icons of uh, of Newcastle fashion. Jean, what are you up to today? I know that you're uh, you're doing special uh, special occasion couture. You know, you're, you're really doing that. But uh, I hear a rumour that you're possibly reinventing yourself yet again. Uh, look, I, I am because um, it, there's a sense of loneliness without my main man beside mm-hmm. me, you know, and I'd always been very restless. Um, and on two fronts, there's a lot of interest in the fact that no one's really looking after the 50, 60, 70, 80 year old mm-hmm. woman in the fa- for special occasions. Um, so there's a sense of that. So I'm examining that, but that costs a lot of money now to set that up. Mm. You can't do it on a smell of an oily rag like we did before. So I'd actually have to look at a partner if I was going to do that again. Mm. Um, and I'm not sure whether online selling is really the kind of thing that that age group are, are looking for. They like the service. Yeah. Um, I think Carla's and Patty does it beautifully. But uh, And then there's also my master classes when that head, heart and hands it's like the Holy Trinity. When you engage the head, heart, and hands, lots of amazing things happen. I have, you know, surgeons, I have doctors, I have lawyers, I have architects, I have musicians, I have students from Leanne Whitehouse, UTS, all coming to my classes, and sometimes just mums um, or home, you know, dressmakers. And the thing I notice about the journey is how much healing and awakening goes on when you get that Trinity heart, head and hands in, uh, in, in a line and they're working together and, uh, and I've just because I love teaching at my core you know really I adore sharing my knowledge so that's another area that I'm also mm-hmm. looking at um, but I'm also looking at this, the grief process through the creative process so um, when you ask me what shall it be there's lots of um, big ideas mm-hmm. and I'm giving myself to just after Christmas to see which which way uh, I feel, you know, um, I should go. Surely so. there's a book in uh, book in this, Jean, whether it's a self-help, uh, you know, through the, the stages of grief, we're using creativity, whether it's uh, it's your life story. There is certainly a book in Jean Bass Coffee. There's no doubt about that. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I remember when our house burned down and I was 11 and my dad 
sat, stood on the steps and there was nothing there, just nothing, you know, just some... Uh, uh, we could see the old iron piano frame and a chimney. And I remember him saying in his beautiful uh, voice, he always sounded like a newsreader to me, he said, you know, people around here say I'm um, a shy kind of man, but the way I see it, I think I've had the best housewarming party in the district. And I remember looking at him. No one else would have caught it. I was only 11, you know, and I heard him say that and I thought, must always remember to see the funny side of life. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, <laughs> and that was a... That was a um, and I'm trying to think of the British South African... Uh, uh, actor who uh, his wife passed away in 1921 and she said to him just before she passed four days she said try and find a pocket full of happiness every day oh. I think I think that's what his book is called mm. and I'm embarrassed I can't think of his name he's very well known and I think that's what my father was saying on those mm. steps despite what was happening there was still a pocket full of humor yeah. um, in in his response. And he always said to us, we might be thrashingly poor, but we don't ever have to look that way. No. So press your clothes, wash them every night. We've only got one now, the one you're in, <laughs> and, um, and present yourself. It's just we incredible. Now, I know uh, you've already got one person for your masterclass, and this won't surprise you at all, but uh, Eddie Cross, he watched Mrs. Harris went to Paris um, on Sunday, <laughs> and he said he wants to do your masterclass. He's inspired. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, well, then, we'll, yeah, we have men doing our masterclass. Um, it, it's really interesting because it's a lovely balance. I used to have men do them years ago because we did a lot of leather work. I always toyed up with doing leather because I adored, you know, the medium to work Love with. It. But uh, I've, I've since left that that go and, and uh, it, it's tailoring, really. Uh, yeah, they're pattern-making classes. People think they're sewing classes. They're actually not. We, we teach you how the, for the eyes to see and how to actually see the depth of a body and how to actually um, pattern-make and, uh, you know, and, and actually map out your body on a flat surface. And then from there, we make a garment. So it's a really wonderful process of um, studying human human anatomy and uh, and we make up the garment you can you mm. can learn from that experience if you wish but I'm not yeah. sure that I want to see I'm not doing a big sales pitch for my masterclass but it's, it's a lot yeah. of people think going and it's, it's not, not their lab days that's a different thing I, yeah. Uh, yeah I'm not sure I want to see uh, my body out flat love not uh, not not right now anyway oh it's <laughs> magnificent and you know what you'll hear me say this many times to women who complain about their arms but they've lifted every, lifted every single one of your precious babies absolutely absolutely every one of your precious grandchildren they're beautiful arms you know <laughs> now uh, you're joined today by uh, three absolutely incredible women and uh, and very different generations as well, I mean, Lindsay Otto um, is is old, uh, slightly older than you, of course. Michelle Ramsey and uh, and Angela Fong, they're yeah. they're three incredible women. And uh, yeah. to hear, are, are their stories very similar to yours, Jean? Well, I'm about to find out. I mean, Michelle's just formidable. <laughs> oh, isn't she just? <laughs> I, I know them all personally. Um, Michelle's just formidable, you know, and in the sense of surviving in a retail model. And, uh, and, of course, you know, she, she she can get knocked around. I mean, God, I think she was doing deliveries on a little push bike at mm. one stage and during COVID. Um, she's, she's just got the energy of somebody that will just keep reinventing herself. Mm. And I know she's got another couple of decades left yeah. in her. The high tea girls are just phenomenal. I take my hat off to them. I'm pea green that there's three of them. 
Um, they always used to say to me, but you've got Kevin. <laughs> well, because um, it, it can be very lonely yeah. when you're in the design mode. Um, and they're very thoughtful um, uh, women, the, mm. the high tea girls, uh, as well as being superbly talented. So, uh, you know, there's not really... Um, we don't think of ageism in, in the creative industries. Mm. We think of, well, you've had a, you know, a few more years doing this than I've had, and um, what, can we sh- what can we share? So there's not sort of a use-by date mm. to uh, designers, you know. Um, if you're relevant, you're relevant. And if, you, and, and if you're curious, well, then you're always relevant, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. And look, Lindsay is uh, very much like yourself, you know, just uh, just incredible. And of course, she lost uh, she lost her entire studio in the earthquake. All she got out was uh, was two of her sewing machines. I mean, that's talk about starting from scratch. Yeah, yes, that's right. That's right. It's um, in fact, I, I often said to her, gosh, you know, I wish you'd done it because we would have gone in with a hi ho, hi hum and mm. broke all the rules and got all, everything out for her. But, you know, I mean, we, we sewed through it because I had to deliver to David Jones. So, uh, Quake Couture, we called it. So, I got a two-week extension because, you know, your truck gets turned away if you disappear off the screen. So, um, I thought, shit, there's a few hundred thousand dollars worth of produce there. So, I got permission to have a 14-day extended. And I remember the hard hats walking into my factory and asking every one of my staff whether they were there of their own choice. Wow. <laughs> Isn't that incredible? Because yeah, and I said, this has a steel frame around it. Unless the earth opens up underneath us, which it could well do, but we're on a concrete slab, um, this building is not going to come down. It's a steel frame. It's a simple steel frame, you know. It's aluminium. and uh, But anyway, um, yeah, well, we had to. We had to get it out mm-hmm. and get it delivered, and they knew that was... Because if we, how on earth am I going to wear a few hundred thousand locks? And, and I, I couldn't. Mm, yeah, I definitely. couldn't. You know, so... Well, look, I can't, uh, I can't wait to hear the, uh, the full story from all four of you today. It is uh, Resilience in Retail Fashion. It is happening uh, at midday today at Newcastle Yacht Club. It is the Newcastle Business Club. Jean Bass, it is so lovely to talk to you. I, uh, I'm going to catch up with you after Christmas and, uh, and see what the journey looks like uh, for 2023 for Jean, Jean Bass Coffee. Yes, that's it, and I, I am writing. Don't worry about that. And thank you for the encouragement. It's ultimately a blessing. I... Uh, I'm putting pen to paper. I've got lots to say, but lots to learn as well. So thank you. Thank you so much. My pleasure. You have fun today. Yeah, thank you. Thanks. Bye bye. That is uh, Jean Bass, who is uh, part of that resilience in retail fashion panel that is happening today. It uh, it's the brainchild of uh, the incredible former Herald photographer and uh, and of course corporate photographer Eddie Cross. He uh, he's photographed these women at various different times throughout their careers, and uh, it just made sense to him that uh, people should hear their stories of resilience. And uh, we've heard at the very tip of the iceberg with Jean's story. Of course, uh, there is Lindsay Otto, there is uh, Michelle Ramsey from Ramjet, and uh, and Angela Fong, who is high tea with Mrs Wu. All of them, all four of those incredible women will be speaking at the Newcastle Business Club uh, today. So I'm sure tickets have... uh, have stopped selling, but I'm sure if you show up, I'm sure they'll let you in. You're with Tracy Mack on Newcastle Live. With decades of media experience, Tracy Mack brings you a smart, fast-paced morning of news and entertainment with special guests and major newsmakers for your morning fix. Join Tracy Mack for Newcastle in the Morning, weekdays from 9, only on Newcastle Live.